for us, our relationship's better, we're happier, and that positively affects the kids. So it's, it's not something we've ever thought, oh, we shouldn't do this because the kids are being affected at all. They're, if anything, we're a lot better. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their funny, sexy, and fascinating stories as they take us on their journey. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches it a little differently. And at its core, our show is about hearing, highlighting, and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it is important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own. So sit back, relax, and just accept the fact that your time with us will be spent in an awkward turmoil of laughter and arousal. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. If that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, you either need to stop listening or go get your parents and you can listen as a family. The choice is yours. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 25. A few months ago, we had the opportunity to sit down with some fellow podcasters from Australia, and we have their interview today to share. Yeah, and also maybe we should introduce ourselves because we haven't done that again for like the last four weeks. And we, well, we always, we're Finn and Emma. We're, People figure that out. <laughs> we forget to do that quite often. <laughs> yeah, so, so today's interview is with uh, Swinging Out West, and they started up their podcast earlier this year. And yeah, as, as Emma mentioned, we interviewed them a few months back, and then uh, they've been really patient with us getting it out. And they actually took a little bit of a, a podcast sabbatical, so I think they're firing their show back up here soon, mm-hmm. at last we heard. So that's exciting to hear. Um, one other quick piece of news we wanted to mention was after our uh, interview with Alice Little a few weeks back, um, we had somebody reach out to us. Some some of our listeners are physicians or doctors, and they they wanted us to basically mention that some of the information about Truvada, which is uh, PrEP or pre-exposure prophylaxis for mm-hmm. HIV and um, basically that the information that was given was not totally true in, in terms of there are some more side effects that, that were not mentioned. So what we just wanted to say was if you get information like that or anything medical related on our show, probably best to not do something based on us, but maybe talk to your doctor, do yes. a little bit of research on your own. We are not physicians, but we uh, like to spread at least helpful information. Yeah, so ho- hopefully somebody found that information useful or finds it useful. But again, consult with your doctor, do your own research, make sure it's right for you uh, before you just start taking medicine, which I don't think is even possible. But <laughs> so Not if you need a prescription. Yeah, that was really the, the main things we wanted to get out of the way for this week. Um, we did really quick want to mention two resources that we've told you all about before. The first is the uh, way that we like to meet people for any sort of non-monogamous adventures. Uh, we use Cassidy, which is uh, K-A-S-I-D-I-E. If you want to give it a try, you can get a 30-day free trial using any of the links on our website or in the show notes. The other resource we wanted to mention is the website stdcheck.com.com. 
you know, in the past, we've always thought you needed to go to your doctor to get any uh, blood work for an STD check done, but we've found and used uh, similar websites to STD check, and you can go online, fill out a form, take it to an, any lab uh, clinic to get your blood and urine sample, send it in, and get your results. And if you need to follow up with a doctor, you can do that through through their website as well. It's or fast, with, Or easy. with your own doctor. Yeah, or with your own doctor. It's private. Um, if you want to get $10 off your panel, please go to our website and use the link there. Uh, our website is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Yeah, and you can also reach out to us there. There's a form to send us an email. We'd love to hear from anybody. Yeah, we love hearing from the listeners. We love new interview guests. So, yeah, we'll stop rambling at this point and jump over to the interview with Swinging Out West. Let's go. Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. We have our friends on the podcast they've started. It's called Swinging Out West, and they're from Australia. New podcast. New podcast, yeah. And we're really excited to talk to you guys today. Do you mind giving the listeners a little bit of an intro to who you are and uh, a little bit about yourselves? In in case there's anyone left who still hasn't listened to your show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we're currently at 300 and something followers on Twitter, so we've got almost the entire world. Yeah, we're pretty close. That's but, really close. Um, but to start, I'm S. Um, I'm we got into the lifestyle in March this year, I think. Yeah. Um, first little tryst into it was a female interaction with Jay when I wasn't there, and that was in February, so it's all really brand new for us. Right. We... And you guys are in your mid to late thirties, I'm guessing. I mean, I'm I've just turned thirty, and I'm twenty nine. Well, I guess I'm not good at judging ages over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Always go low. Always go low. Yeah, yeah I was just sure. say. <laughs> anyway, so you guys are in your early thirties to late twenties. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Insert your foot in the mouth. Perfect. No, I can edit that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we've been together since we were 14. Uh, Jay was 13. I was 14 when we got together. We met in high school. Wow. Um, and, well, we met one day and the next day we were together and haven't looked back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's been it's been really, really good. And if I think one of the things that we struggled with before we got into the lifestyle was finding similar people to us there wasn't really many couple friends that we had that had the same relationship that we do and we didn't really know anyone that had been together for as long as we had um so and now we've we've got at least what two or three couples that we talk to quite regularly that are almost exactly the same right so you guys have used it really more to find a social network of just like-minded people as as well as potentially finding sexual compatibility Oh, definitely. Um, that's that's a big thing for us. It's um, a lot easier to play with people that you're comfortable with and, you you know, things happen during sexual encounters and it's better if you're with people that you can laugh it off and, you know, things happen. So right. having friends with benefits is, is hilarious, fun and exciting all in the one thing. So Yeah. Had you guys talked about it at all, you know, being together almost – 16, 17 years, had you talked about it at all in the past or did it just kind of come up out of the blue a few months ago? Um, I've always had a, um, what's the word? Affinity for the ladies? 
yeah thing for the ladies. She's, and she yeah. and it was one of the things that she'd never. She's always liked the idea, and every time we bring it up, she loves it. But she's always been too afraid to act, um, mainly due to what she perceives society to think about that. Especially as an extra marital thing right. to do as well, because um, I, I knew that I wanted it to be something um, that I could experience, but still remain with S. So yeah, I think I had to get over the fact that I care what people think of me, and at the end of the day, I'm, I think I've changed that perception. Like I can express myself and be who I want to be without really caring anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one to overcome. Yeah, it is, definitely. So were, were you the one who brought it up in the first place then? Um, we kind of joked about it a lot, and he's always said that um, I had free, like a free pass if I wanted to go and, you know, um, experiment or anything with another woman. Um, as long as I heard about it as afterwards. Long, yeah. <laughs> as long as he got the details. That was the main thing. Yeah, so um, it just it just came up one drunken night when he'd gone away that I um, experimented with a friend and then told him about it and that I think that just opened up the conversation about um, I don't even know who brought up. Yeah, we can't really figure out. the lifestyle, I don't, yeah. We, we, we can't, can't I mean, it was only three months ago and we can't remember how it exactly came about. But I think the change, I always said to, to Jay that she could do anything with a woman she wanted to because I didn't want to hold her back from that. Right. And since that happened, that, that one occurrence happened and she freaked out the day after because I wasn't in town, I was on the other side of the world. And she, um, when I finally talked to her, she was freaking out and thought that I, she'd done something wrong and I was just super excited to hear that it had happened. And <laughs> they, they, she wouldn't give me any details until I got back and it was the first night I was away. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. So I was killing myself the whole time I was over there. But ever since we've got back, Jay's been not not a different person, but she's been the best person that she could possibly be. Like she's changed herself completely. Her confidence is through the roof. She's really happy with herself, really outgoing and not afraid to be who she really is, mm -hmm. which has been really refreshing after how long we've been together. Yeah, no, I mean, it's that's awesome to hear that it's just kind of opened up yeah. a whole new... Yeah, so when she got when she got back from that trip, um, did you you guys obviously talked about it and then what were your next steps after that? Um, well we so we did a hook up with well, we played with her friend a couple of times. Okay. Um but the the boundaries for us were very well, the boundaries for me were very strict to begin with. Because we've over, we've only ever been with each other, we'd only ever touched each other. I'd only ever kissed Jay. I'd never kissed anyone else before. And when this all came about, it was obviously very new yeah. and Jay was worried about me doing anything with any other person. So to start with, I had no contact really at all with the other female, which I didn't really care about. I was just excited to be in that situation and then see how, how it would progress and where it would go. And those few encounters were amazing like we had a great time yeah and then I think a few days after that we were I mean we we're talking the whole time sex was just off the charts between us yeah between yeah. between <laughs> us uh and then we were I don't, I don't even know how we got onto it but one of us mentioned I think I think Jay was saying something about her feeling left out if I was with the other woman 
um, and she wouldn't have anything to do. And I just said, well, would you feel more comfortable if there was a guy there or, or she said that or something like that? Um, and we <laughs> Googled swinging and started listening to a podcast and then the rest is kind of history and everything that they kind of taught us all our rules and how it all worked and then and develop from there yeah so did you guys lay out some rules and once you decided to start looking for couples was it sort of all right we need to figure out what our rules are going to be and how we're going to how we're going to go after this yeah well we discussed discussed rules mainly on my part because you kind of always go for the lower (laughs) the lower um end of the scale on that and um at that point my confidence hadn't quite gotten to the place it is now so worried about you know the, the kissing thing and like making sure that the other person's not left out and mm. being within kind of like arms reach of each other and I'm more the person that once I've ex- once we've experienced it that I'm quite happy for it to keep continuing if I was really into it at the moment but there was quite a quite a long list of things that I just wasn't sure on until they actually happened mm-hmm. so we didn't have our first couple encounter until we went to a club and we didn't think we'd be the people that would play on the first, like, first time meeting someone. <laughs> or, and uh, ended up being that case. Um, we went we went to the club and I think it was like 1am and they shut at 2 and we ended up in a room, um, one of the private rooms with a couple. And then they ended up having to, like, pretty much flip the lights on and off for <laughs> us to leave. <laughs> it was Jay. So... This couple, when they came in, the um, and we've talked about them on our podcast, but the the blonde, she was a tiny little blonde woman that was just stunningly beautiful and sexy. And when she came in, both Jay and I, we didn't talk to each other, but we both said, "Yeah, okay, she's you know out of our league. We got no hope." And towards the end of the night, her her husband came over to me and started talking to me, and Jay and her started talking separately. And then all of a sudden we ended up in this room and apparently she'd been into me the whole night and she's never done anything with women before and never really been interested. And as soon as we got into that playroom, her and Jay just had this spark and they wouldn't leave each other alone. I mean, me and her husband ended up standing at the back of the room just kind of watching because there was no space for us in there. <laughs> yeah. And then after after the after we left the, the club itself, we ended up going back to their hotel room as well. So it wasn't just a kind of like um sort of wham bam, thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just we're at the club, so we wanted to keep keep going afterwards. Yeah. They were and then they were kicking you out, flicking the lights on and off. Right, right. <laughs> Get out of here. Sure. They were playing clocking time over the speakers. And- <laughs> I was waiting for someone with a bucket of water to come in and throw it over them. <laughs> So that that first encounter with another couple, was it mostly just the women playing together or did it eventually turn into like a full swap or soft swap situation between all four people? So we're still not full swap at the moment. Um, It's something that we're talking about and we've gone through over the last few podcasts that we've done where Jay has said, yeah, I'm, I'm good for that. I'm happy. I'm ready. And then jealousy kind of crept in and some insecurities crept in and we haven't quite gotten to that stage yet again it's something that she's kind of comfortable with and it's and it's it's just with the couple that we've been playing with quite a lot we're really comfortable with and there's a there's a real social spark 
between us all and we're quite comfortable like we hang out pants on pants off mm-hmm. and there's there's a great deal of respect between all of us mm-hmm. about each other and about our respective relationships which makes us all very comfortable i think so yeah but that couple that we were with oh, um, sorry, yeah i know always the track um the couple <laughs> we were with it was um, a lot of um a lot of her and i um and then our our partners were playing with um with their respective partners um, and then back at the hotel, it was mainly a lot of um, just same room sex kind of thing with us two girls, mm. kind of touching and, and kissing and stuff while while we were with our husbands. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of interaction between me and the I woman, but not a great deal. That was that was the first person that I ever kissed apart from Jay. Yeah, no, so. But yeah, that, and then it just progressed from there and everything's just rolled yeah. on from there. But once, and Jay was very adamant that that was never going to happen and she wasn't comfortable with that. And then when we're in that scenario, everything just melted away. Well, and with you kissing another woman? Yeah. 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 So when you, you mentioned a little bit about jealousy coming up, have you got, it sounds like you've experienced it a few times. How have you guys sort of approached it and maybe like, what kind of caused it for you guys and what have you done to work through that? Just for anybody who's maybe worried about that happening to them as well. Just worked on our communication really. I think from being together for us from such a young age and for such a long period of time, it's the, I think it's the societal norms that kind of keep creeping into my mind. Like you, you find one person and you, you stay with them and you, you know, create this, commas create um, this perfect life and you do all those kind of things and they shouldn't talk to other women that you know without a, like with not in a group situation you shouldn't go and talk to someone have a conversation like husbands shouldn't tell other people you know that they're beautiful and that kind of thing um, and have those kind of conversations so it's a yeah. bit um, I think it was just me getting over the fact that he does find other people attractive it doesn't mean he's going to run off with them he's going to tell them um, that he thinks they, they're gorgeous and they're sexy and and that kind of thing. So then going from that to to being in the bedroom with them and realizing that the like the two the two women's bodies are so different, but I still see, you know, there's different ways that he um, that S will look at me compared to the other woman. Yeah, there's lots of lust and and drive with him looking at her, but then when he looks back at me, I can see it's a different kind of it's a different feeling. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like I'm just constantly trying to remind myself that it is just it's just sex, it's just play, and we're both having fun. And at the end of the day, we go we go back home, and our sex life together is amazing. And I just have to um, yeah, just keep reminding myself of that. And it's not him having sex with someone else, which will eventually be what we're planning Maybe. on doing. Hopefully, mm-hmm. when I get there, that it's not yeah, it's not about finding another partner in life it's just about yeah. pleasure and fun yeah i think it's, i think it's hard i think it's hard to uh push against those societal norms especially when you're you know as a young as a young at a young age you're with somebody and you're together with them for a long time i mean finn and i met when we were younger too very young and it it's hard to push against those and, and convince yourself that it's okay like it's 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 okay to have feelings for somebody else um, or like think somebody else is attractive, but yeah, that doesn't replace the person that you're in a relationship 
long-term relationship with. And, um, you know, his feelings for me don't change just because he thinks another woman is attractive or has sex with another woman even. So, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something just you have to think a lot about. It's definitely hard. And that's, and a lot of the podcasts that we started listening to, and, and then when you guys opened yours up as well, we initially we, we were looking into swinging only really. Um, and then we started looking at the broader term of non-monogamy and what that meant. And we've had friends that have been in polyamorous relationships. And I, I think one of the big drivers for me wanting to start our podcast was because I, we felt so good about what we were doing and it's something that nobody ever talks about, but it's done so much for our relationship and it makes us feel so good. And it just doesn't feel wrong to me. And I don't think anybody else should have to adhere to that social norm of monogamy if that's not what they want. But there's so much prejudice against it internally. And for me, it wasn't so much of an issue, but for Jay to get over that took, I mean, it hasn't taken long. We've been in it for like three or four months, but it, <laughs> it took a lot more for Jay to work over that and try and get past the fact that you're supposed to only ever be sexual with one person in your life. Like, yeah. it's just, And the more we look into it, the more unrealistic <laughs> that seems. And I don't see why it has to be what everyone strives to. It just doesn't make sense. Right. I think it just seems like a really long amount of time because I feel like we've discussed everything now that we can never talk about and the more things that come up, we have those conversations. So I, I feel like we just have so many more um, things to talk about lifestyle related and not that we haven't talked about for 15 years yeah. and we're doing lots of research and we're really enjoying um, learning more about all of this and three or four months has just changed our relationship so much it seems seems like a lifetime yeah. since we yeah. started doing this right yeah I was, I was curious too on on the jealousy front it sounds like you it's not almost jealousy it's more you're concerned you're going to do something that's going to be frowned upon, but then when you actually do the thing, you actually enjoy it, you have fun with it, it's not a big deal to you. It's more you're worried about what everyone else is going to think about it. Yeah, maybe. I um, I think in in one way I'm, I'm very worried about, um, like, family finding out. I think I think my, my, my mother and father, I think, would be quite, quite horrified. My mum is a bit of a... Rude, <laughs> and with the kids involved and like and stuff like having kids in the um, in the picture for us, um, I think that would be really frowned upon. Like, what are you doing? What what would the kids think when they're older or something like that? But, right, but it, it doesn't sound so much like it's when if you were to see him with another woman, like having actually having like full penetrative sex, like. It doesn't sound like that would bother you so much in like a, a physical reaction, like oh, I can't believe I'm watching this. Um, it might. Uh, I've I've been picturing it lately, um, because on my side, I feel like I'm ready for full swap myself and another another guy, but I don't know if I'm ready to see him with another woman. But we're working on it at the moment because we are hanging out with a couple that we do trust a lot mm-hmm. and we have a relationship with and I have had a one-on-one conversation with the wife and we, we did talk about jealousy and that kind of thing and um, like her reassuring me they've been doing this for 10 years and that kind of thing and 
just to have a conversation on on a female to female level, um, I think helped me along a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, when when you're all together hanging out, it's very sexy, and there's that you can see the fire behind everyone, like or, you know, waiting, right. waiting to to get to get in bed and stuff like that. But when it comes to one on one conversations, it's quite hard to do. So I think that's a really good tip, though. Like if if you're able to have that close of a friendship with somebody that you and the other woman can sit down and talk about your in, insecurities about this. I mean, that's what a, what better way to get reassured about something than to actually talk to the people that you're concerned about it happening with. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a, I think that's a really good way to go about it. Oh yeah, if you can find those people, that's a. When it sounds like you said this other couple has been in the uh, swinging for ten years, you know, it sounds like they've kind of taken you under your your their wing a little bit and given you some guidance. The f- the funny thing is, I think it's more the other way around. They didn't really reach. They, they, they feel like it's the other way around. They oh, haven't. Really? They haven't read yeah. into anything. Um, like S, S loves to research, you know, from well, top so, to bottom. So. so the way that the way that I work generally is that I need to, I want to understand everything and I, I want to find everything out that I can. So I went through and I researched everything I could. Possibly listened to way too many podcasts. I've been like, what they call it binge listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, getting all of that information has made me understand why people do it and the reasoning behind it and and why it's okay a lot quicker than most and because I started talking about that with them they are a lot more laid back with it they just they started it ages ago they never really had many jealousy issues it was basically just a yeah I'm keen on trying other people and let's go and do this and that was it right um whereas we've had to kind of work our way into it a Mm -hmm. bit more so and I mean in terms of jealousy in myself I don't I, I always used to be jealous I thought I used to be jealous but Looking back on it now, I'm, I was more jealous of the fact that Jay might cheat on me with somebody else when I wasn't there. Whereas now, because it's consensual, it doesn't bother me at all. And I see her, how happy she is and how much she enjoys it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how you can be a supportive partner and not allow the person that you love to go and experience all of these amazing things. It's just, you know, so I'm more than happy for her to go off and do whatever she wants. The, right. The big problem that I've had with um, playing in the lifestyle when other people haven't treated her with the respect that I feel that she deserves. Yeah. And we've had that once or twice. And at the time she seemed fine, so I let it go. But um, afterwards, I I had some issues with it at the time, but afterwards it really affected me. So we kind of pulled back and we reassess every time on what we're going to do and how we move forward. Yeah, and even if I say, yeah, I'm okay, if he's not feeling comfortable, then he, he now knows that he needs to stop the situation. Yeah. Because it's, it goes, it's the same. If he's if he, he's not doing what I'm doing, but if he's not comfortable, then he needs to stop it. Mm. Would, <clears throat> would you mind elaborating on that a little bit? It sounds like it was something that kind of snuck up on you and you didn't even realize it happened until after it was done. Maybe just something yeah. for people to look out for if they find themselves in a similar yeah, situation. So- so we ended up at a uh, a lifestyle event. It wasn't at a club. It was just a pre-organized event. Um, first one that we've been to. And when we we found a couple that we clicked with really well, that we both really liked, and um, another couple as well that had come up to us and propositioned us, and we found them interesting. So we went to go and find a room a little bit into the night. And when we got in there, 
we were kind of waiting for everyone to get in and another couple that we'd never met before jumped in and they weren't really our speed. We didn't know who they were. We'd never talked to them. Um, and as soon as the door closed, Jay, I think I'd helped you undress at the, at the time, um, but she was laying on the bed waiting we're waiting for the couples that we'd talked to to kind of get organised. And I was, you were laying on the bed and I was up near you kissing you. And this guy that had come in that we didn't know about just started going down on Jay. And it wasn't something he didn't ask. He just kind of started doing it. And I asked, I asked Jay if she was comfortable and she said, yeah. And I said, is it good? And she said, yeah, yeah, it's good. And so I just went, yeah, okay, all right. Well, if she's comfortable, then... I've said I'm okay with that. I didn't. I, I said to her, I will let you know where my boundaries are when we find them because I don't really know what bothers me. But that kind of graced on me a little bit. And I had some performance issues that night in that room. Um, but a bit later on in that night, I was playing with you again and he had gotten up on his knees near her head and kind of grabbed her head and didn't make her go down on him, but it was very similar to that. And it, um, he was a lot rougher than I've ever been with her. And I stopped it a couple of times and I said, are you okay? And she said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And she was, she seemed to be enjoying it. So I just went, yeah, okay. And let it go. And then afterwards realized how badly it had affected me. But I mean, we reconnected a little bit later at that party. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything was fine because we felt comfortable, but it was a learning curve for us. And we, I mean, we were probably a bit naive. We're still new to it. And we know now that we don't actually like being in that situation. Well, I don't like being in that situation. I think there's a podcast that we listen to and they liken it to giving somebody the keys to your Ferrari. And somebody was beating my Ferrari with a sledgehammer at the time and I wasn't really <laughs> happy with it. So Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was the lack of consent too. Like she, he, that it other was. guy didn't give didn't give the you got either of you any opportunity for consent. You'd have to stop it, which is yeah unfortunate. And and I didn't pick up on it on the time. It was only after we'd finished and we were driving home that I actually realised he didn't didn't actually ask if he could do that. Which was a total um a total twist from we ended up playing with the organisers of the party, um, a couple. And um, I think that was kind of the first time we'd been really separated, not not by a lot, but playing with um with other partners on the same bed. On still. the same bed, still, yeah. But um, he was he was very good. He was very um, consent based, and <laughs> she got to the point where he was like, "Oh, I'm just going to get a condom," and I was like, "Oh, I'm not actually at that level yet." And he was like, "Oh, that's cool," and just put it away. And he's like, "All right, can we do this?" and that was fine. So he was constantly asking me what what was okay. So I think that that happened afterwards. So I think if that had happened before, it might have instilled in me that people should really be asking the questions right. as we go. So um, it sounds like it was okay with you. Like it wasn't traumatic, but you wish that he had asked like, hey, do you mind if I do this? And then it probably would have been a lot better. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the takeaway for us, and, and if I was going to give any, I hate saying the word advice, but if I was going to give anybody advice, which don't listen to us because we don't know what we're talking about, but um, <laughs> there's, there's different kinds of swingers out there. And those, those people that have come into the room, they weren't the same style as us. We, 
we want a social connection. We don't just want one night stands really. Um, we want to try and find couples that we enjoy spending time with, that we get on well with, that we could see ourselves catching up with, with or fully clothed. Mm-hmm. And those people that were in the room were more on the long, along the lines of go to a party and just have sex with whoever you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I do say that we like to know their names first, but at the club when we very – our very first experience at the club when we met this little blonde and her husband, we played with them. And as we left the room, she asked if I if she could give me her number. And I went, yeah, yeah, sure. And I had my phone there and I went, what's her name? <laughs> and I said, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I went, well, you've been talking to her all night. So <laughs> I had to stop her and say, excuse me, I'm really sorry, but – what was your name again? <laughs> and that was just, it was awkward, but I guess it happens. And yeah. It never happened to us. Well. No. <laughs> we would never do such, such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we still talk to them and we, um, we've caught up with them a couple of times and um, at our place now and, yeah, they're, they're lovely people. Mm. But I think it's I've, – I've always found that I've had um, – usually um, had pretty good um, social connections and – saw like who people are without without having in-depth conversations with them so I just it was so easy to talk to them on the night and we just clicked so well that um I think that was the only reason that we kind of just jumped into it and had a good time yeah um well and and a few things that we talked about with them they they gave us the impression that they were respectful they'd been they'd been in a relationship pretty much the same as us they're a little bit older than us so they've been together longer but since they were teenagers you could see that there wasn't any animosity behind it and he was in the same situation as me his wife didn't want him to play with any other women so we kind of had that in common and for me it kind of made me feel like right well if they're at the same point we're at the same point very similar relationship nice people and it doesn't take that long to figure out whether someone's nice or not yeah yeah so um, yeah. but going, we had those conversations about him not being able to play with other women and all that kind of stuff, but we just hadn't had the name conversation. We knew who they were, just didn't know who they were. Right. <laughs> right. I was but curious. I guess you just you really have to vet people properly and yeah. kind of talk to them. And if you are in a situation where there's people around that you don't know and they start doing something that you're – even a tiny bit uncomfortable with, you probably need to stop and and take a step back. And, I mean, we the other people in the room we were very interested in and I think that probably led to why we kind of hung around. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we, we learned from it and hopefully somebody else will make the same mistake but hopefully they don't have to or they'll learn. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Well, it's hard to stop a play situation too. It's hard to be that person to, yeah. to – to pull out or and to do something different. So, or to say pull something. Out, good one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 to, to say something and get out of the situation. <laughs> so since you guys are looking for longer term friends and deeper connections, is there ever a concern that you might uh, meet somebody and one of you would develop feelings for that? And is, is that something you guys have talked about? Uh, we have talked about it and I don't think we we don't think we'd get to that level. We have recently had um, 
the friend that was in a polyamorous relationship, that fell apart. And that's kind of made us communicate more and more and more because it actually fell apart with his primary. So And this she, is a friend that you had from before? Previous yeah, previous yeah. to being in the lifestyle, yeah. We've we've known him for five five, uh, maybe seven for, years. Yeah, a long time. Um and they he started in a polyamorous relationship about nine months ago. And um yeah, his it was his fiance um, and she brought her friend into the relationship and um, the fiancé said she wasn't a jealous, like wasn't jealous and the, the second moved in and brought a child with her and it just ended up quite messy towards the end of it. Yeah, and um, it's, only, it's only fairly recently split up, but it wasn't – there's nothing against polyamorous relationships. I no. actually – I quite – I find it very interesting um, how that would work and like even with family because and it's interesting because we're in the lifestyle now but because of this polyamorous relationship my family knows about that and we talk about it every now and then and we were away a couple of weekends ago and it came up about polyamory and some of the stuff that I was kind of defending them as to why that relationship is okay and how it could work and they just didn't understand and it was yeah. very very hard for them to get over the the monogamy that's kind of been driven into their brains but, which was hard but it's i mean polyamory can work but you all need to be very mature yeah you and, need to be able to communicate and yeah. there wasn't that in this other relationship yeah so i think that was just that always in the back of my mind how how that turned out but i think because we've been in a relationship for so long we were saying that it would probably feel like the third person wouldn't be at an equal to us only because of the background of our relationship. If we were together for like five years or something like that, then maybe, but there's just so much history with us and now having the children as well, um, I don't think someone could come in and feel like they were part of the family 100%. Um, and we don't, we don't really want anyone else we have we have level? we have talked about it, and it's not something that really interests us interests us that much. We we got a thing, the podcast. We got a thing, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. They say they're emotionally monogamous and ethically non-monogamous. I think is what they call themselves, and and we're very very similar. Where we're emotionally, we're not looking for a some kind of love connection. We like the friends that we've made and the couples that we've made. Yeah, we. Love gets thrown around a bit, but we do have a type of love for our friends and we have a type of love for the, mm -hmm. um, the couples that we spend time with, but it's different. And we're, we're not going to say no to it because you never know what's going to happen, but it's very highly unlikely for us, we think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And have you guys, you guys have mentioned a little bit about family and sounds like none of your family knows have you have you guys come out to any of your friends or anything or is it mostly just your lifestyle core that no knows? so we when we first started into it well to start with when when my friend started in this polyamorous relationship he started talking to me a lot about it um which kind of opened up how close we were and when we started doing that kind of thing i started talking to him a little bit um <clears throat> And I've still kept contact with him about it, but we're not completely open. He doesn't know that we do a podcast and we're – I don't tell him all the details. But 
Jay's best friend that's that lives very close to us and I've become really good friends with her now. We told well, you told her in the car one day. Yeah. Um and ever since she's been our sounding board, she's Is she the one that a, you that you were with when he was gone the first time? No. No, okay, no, no. Different one. Yeah, this this um this friend I've known for over ten years and just something about like we're having a conversation in the car and I just brought it up. She's like, Oh, what what's happening with you? You just you seem very happy and what's going on in your life? And I just kind of went, Nah, I'm just gonna tell her. <laughs> um, so she asked why I was so happy. So. Yeah. That's what I was gonna ask. You said, you know, your relationship has um, benefited a lot in the last couple of months and you're so much happier. Is it weird not telling people why? Like has have people yeah. asked yeah. you? Yeah. Extremely weird. Like with this friend, it's good because she um, she's very interested. She wants to know everything. And um, we she came to a party she came with to us. the party that we were just talking about um, as a as a single woman, and that was great fun. It has been weird to go to events with our vanilla friends. Not lifestyle events, just like just, birthdays, just and birthdays and stuff. Yeah, and people going, um, "Wow, what are you guys doing? You look so happy. How are you looking younger? You've got three kids and." Oh, you, you just seem to radiate happiness at the moment. And, mm. oh, one of our lovely gay friends, he was like, oh, you look so sexy. You look fabulous. I'm <laughs> getting older. Oh, how am I getting older? And, and you're looking younger and all that kind of stuff. So it's it was really hard not to tell everyone because I, I think, think they won't react too bad. But I suppose once a big group of people know what's going on with you, then the chances of yeah. Others finding out is quite high. So Well we've yeah. got we've got a very open minded group of friends and they're I think ninety percent of them would be completely fine with it because yeah. it doesn't really concern them, it doesn't affect them. We're still the same people. If anything, we're better people because we're happier and, and I guess that was one of the things about family when we were looking into all of this stuff. Obviously there's a, a difficulty there with children mm-hmm. and for us our relationships are better, we're happier, and that positively affects the kids. Right. So it's, it's not something we've ever thought, oh, we shouldn't do this because the kids are being affected at all. They're, if anything, we're a lot better. But when we went to this party, almost everyone there noticed how different we were. So it is getting very difficult to kind of just blow that off a little bit and just be like, oh, yeah, we're you know we're happy and we're communicating better, but we can't actually elaborate as to why we're communicating better and Right. Um, one of our friends did actually bail us up in the corner of the club and was like, what's going on? Come on, you're so different. You're so happy. You need to tell me what you're doing. And we kind of let slip a little bit and then. Uh, I just said that I, I'm bi. <laughs> yeah. Just to kind of like level and she, that out. She was like, wow, that's so amazing. Good on you for experimenting. And Yeah, and then yeah. about three or four days later I just called her and I said, look, have you got time for a coffee? And. I just went and spilled the beans and told her everything. So, and she, yeah, she's brilliant with it. So we've been really, really lucky. We haven't had any negative feedback at all from people that know. Right. I was curious too on the the front with having kids. I think maybe some people listening to this, and who knows, maybe somebody from outside of the lifestyle listens and says, "Well, I barely, I have kids. I barely have time to have sex with my partner. How are these people making time to go and have sex with other people? They must never <laughs> spend time with their kids or their family." Is this is this all you guys do with your time now? Is 
You just you've stopped playing with your kids and you just <laughs> do that. Uh no, not at all. Um, we so um some of our out two of our children go to school part time part time. Um, and the youngest goes to daycare once once a week. So there's still so many hours spent with them, I guess. And um, and I'm quite lucky because I work from home, so I've got a home office. I'm very autonomous in my role, so I can I spend a lot of time at home, and in that I spend a lot of time with the kids and I help out at home, and so that's good. And I do travel occasionally for work, but a lot less often now. But we do we have had a lot more nights out in the last three or four months. So we've been going out a lot more on the Fridays and Saturdays. We've been finding more babysitters, but then it opens up the chance for our parents, so the kids' grandparents, to have that interaction with the kids, and they really enjoy it. They love it. I mean, the kids get sick of us just like we get sick of them, and they want to go and have – they want to be spoiled by their grandparents. So they they enjoy that. No end. And they're still young as well, so we go out out at night time and – they might go and have dinner and watch a movie with their grandparents and then they go to bed and they get up and have have fun, have a special breakfast or something, and then by lunchtime they're seeing us again. So I suppose for them it would probably wouldn't seem like that long a time away from us anyway. Right. And most of the most of the time they're like, Oh, can, can we just keep can we stay here for lunch? Can we, we, <laughs> can stay, we stay another, another night? night? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, it's a novelty for them, so it's a novelty for us to go out and, and have fun in the lifestyle, but it's a novelty for them to go and have fun as well. So I, they're not they're not in any way getting neglected. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. And they I have, think I think more so now we're probably more conscious of the fact that we want to go and do things with them. Yeah. Um, since we've got into this, we are a lot more social. I mean, I was never the kind of guy that would like to go out dancing. I'm, I'm not a big drinker. I don't really drink much, so it's not a big thing for me to go out beforehand and now I do I want to get outside I want to go and do things and that's kind of translated to what I do with the kids I want to take them places and go and do more things with them and so you know yeah. I, I think we've both come out of our shells a little bit yeah. So, yeah. so swinging has made you guys better parents is what it's <laughs> oh, <laughs> leaving sure okay yeah let's go with that <laughs> it's funny but 100%, we're gonna write a book about it 100% like we're happier yeah. We talk about everything now, including things about the kids and, you know, boring things about the house and, and finances and stuff like that. But because there's no barriers anymore, like talking about sex and, and issues with that is usually really taboo. So if we can talk about that, we can talk about everything. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we don't fight about the things like money and, and you know, things about the kids like we used to because it doesn't seem that hard a conversation to have anymore. Yeah. So, and I think we're a lot more forgiving. Oh, definitely, definitely. Before things would grate on us, and somebody would say something that would fire the other one up, and we'd we'd have a bit of to and fro. And now, it just we don't even care. Like, if we have a little disagreement about something little about normal everyday life, it just it's not a big deal at all. We just kind of blow it off and go, yeah, okay, well, we're not on the same page with that. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not important in terms of our relationship and life. It's just something mundane. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I appreciate it because that's something that we, I mean, we've been doing this a long time, but we've we've never had kids, so. Yeah, we can't really relate to that as much. (laughs) But now we know that we'll be good parents. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) 
when they ask us, do you feel prepared to have kids? We'll say, yeah, we've been swinging since we were 19. So we're, ready to, we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our time management skills are on point. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put that on the adoption form if we adopt kids. Yeah. I'm sure that'll go over well. <laughs> good reference. We've yeah. got a reference for you. If you've been swingers for that long, you have to be good people. Yeah. <laughs> so besides the parenting and communication improvements, have you guys seen any other benefits to your relationship? We've been having a lot more sex. <laughs> Which is That's a good thing, good. especially with little kids. It's impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising when you can find time for it when you really want to. <laughs> when you're not up late podcasting with people from across the globe. <laughs> uh, we, well, we've, we've been sleeping a lot less lately as well, which probably hasn't helped. Yeah. I mean, I said I wasn't a, much of a party animal, and we've been out 5.30, 6.30 in the morning. Um, yeah. We had... We had some friends stay over one night and we didn't go to bed until, I think we started playing at 10.30 and we didn't go to bed until 6.30. And we were just, I had had about half an hour of sleep and then I had to get up and go and pick up the kids and spend the whole day (laughs) entertaining them. That was, yeah, you You learned a lot about yourself. For erections lasting longer than four hours, you're supposed to call your doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No little blue pills involved. Well, I think, no. (laughs) That that night I actually had some it was the first time it had ever happened, but I actually had some performance issues that night. And I didn't well, I obviously didn't let it really affect me because we still had a lot of fun. And I think that's one of the things that guys tend to get really scared about that if you have performance issues then the night's over. Yeah. And I still had eight and a half hours of brilliant fun. So Yeah. You know, it's it's not all about the penis really. <laughs> No, I think that's a really good tip because there's yep. so much more you can do without worrying about that. <laughs> well, for the first uh, seven years, six years of our um, sexual relationship together, Jay, and we go through this on our very first podcast, but Jay had some issues with pain during sex for a very long time. So for the first seven years or so of our sexual relationship, we didn't really have much PIV sex at all. Yeah. So it's never really about, and I'm wondering if that's maybe why it doesn't affect me that much, but it's never been a big issue for me. I've, I've never felt like I am my penis and that's all I am and <laughs> all I have to offer to anyone. So yeah. it's a good way to view it up to my Yeah, no, that is yeah. a great way. So we talked a little bit about the benefits to your relationship and if... Uh, I talked a lot about that. A lot about the benefits, yeah. I guess if one of you came to the other one and said, like, I'm done with this, I don't want to do this anymore, how would you handle that? Or, like, do you expect that to happen in the future? Have you talked about it? Yeah. Me. I don't know. I don't mind. Um, we have discussed if, if we want to end um, this in the lifestyle, then I think I think we'll be happy we didn't come into it because anything was broken. Mm. Um. We were still very happy with our with our relationship and um, our sex life is great. So I don't think it'd be a big thing, but I f- I'm hoping that the confidence would stay with us yeah. from what we've learned about what we've been doing. So um, and I don't I don't really see we've we have we have talked about it quite a bit, but I don't see any scenario where we would ever want to. And just from the people that we've met, even if it's not a 
or it becomes less of a sexual thing, the people that we've met are worth hanging on to for a very long time. They're the kind of people that you'd be happy to go on holidays with and and spend a lot of time with. And because they're open-minded and they're genuine people, they're the kind of people you want to have. And I know I'll go back to family, but they're the kind, kind of people you want your kids to grow up around. Right. Because they're such good people. Yeah. So I don't think we'll ever want to get out, but if that came up and one of us did, then our relationship's the most important thing. So we're going to do everything to preserve that as opposed to anything sexual that we want to do. Right. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know, uh, Jay, you were talking about, or at one point you were talking about the confidence that especially you've gained in, in swinging. Do you think that's mostly just because you've been putting yourself out there more and like just figuring out, thinking about kind of who you are and who you want to be? Um, has that increased your confidence or has there been something else to it? Um, no, I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head with that because I, I'm not, I wasn't a very confident person. <laughs> um, so I, I've always kind of been the, a little bit of the outsider. Like I, I hung out with the, the popular girls at school, but I wasn't a popular girl. Like yeah. I was friends with them kind of thing. So I've always just been on the sidelines. I don't like to make a big thing of myself. Even on our wedding wedding day, the, the most thing was everyone watching me and me being the centre of attention and that freaked me out to no end. Yeah. So um, putting myself out there and feeling comfortable, dressing up sexy to go to clubs and lifestyle parties and actually wanting to attract attention and wanting people to to see me and it's been very different but it's it's helped it's helped me talk to people and meet new people and just our lifestyle friends now I don't put on a front for them I am 100% myself yeah so even if we even if we did get out of the lifestyle I want to hang out with them because they know who I am and they still they mm. still like me for right. me right so that's yeah that's a big thing not wanting to be a different version of myself. I just want to be me. And if people don't aren't attracted to that, then that's fine. Other people are. So that's, that's why it helped me a lot. And that's something that we struggled with through our entire relationship because we grew up together like you guys would have. Um, I've seen all of that. I've seen the facade that she puts on in front of people that I don't understand because I love who she is and I always have. And to see when you go out to clubs and, and things like that and you go out to parties and you see that she's not being herself, it's really hard as a partner to deal with that and go through and, and try and encourage her and, and say, you know, you are beautiful and you are the best person and you can be yourself. And almost instantaneously once we started doing all of this kind of stuff and our relationship got better, it just kind of melted away. Um, and I know you said you don't like being the centre of attention. We didn't. As soon as we get in the bedroom with another couple, she's, pick me, I'm over here. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, think, I like to be the of attention. Yeah. Well, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm, there's no uh, judgment here. I love it too. <laughs> um, the one thing you said about being your true self with your lifestyle friends, I think that, I don't know, that couldn't be true in our experience either. I mean, that's something that the friends that we make 
when you talk about sex, even if you don't have sex with them, just the fact that you're talking about that with them takes away the barriers to talk about anything else. You can just be yourself and it makes it so much more comfortable to be around them than sometimes some of your other friends. Yeah, I think we've found we've found that, you know, friends that we've been friends with for two or three months or a year, we have almost a better friendship than some of our friends that we've been friends with for 10 or 15 years, just because we're so much more. So just everything's open. Right. Yeah. You don't need to hide anything, and that's that's what we found. I mean, we've known these guys for a matter of a week, a month, maybe. Yeah, a month or two. And already we're spending a lot of time with them. We're we're going to events with them outside of swinging yeah. because they're so they're such nice people to hang out with, and we don't have to pretend to be anyone else. We can talk about whatever we want, and there's nothing that's off limits. So it just, yeah. it changes that and it flips it on its head. So you can become brilliant friends really, really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Do your families ever wonder how you all of a sudden got more friends? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had some, some pretty elaborate stories that we've had to make up, um, especially since they've become regulars. Yeah. They've become yeah. regulars in our life. So um, only the other night, my parents, came to dinner and they were there and we kind of had to, Oh, how did you guys meet then? And we're, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you just make up some really elaborate over the top story and then just, oh, okay. Cause okay. you know, often they buy it. Well, because yeah. the, um, they're, they're, they're not going to jump to, Oh, we met you guys because we're sleeping with you guys. Like that's not what your parents yeah, are going to yeah, jump yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. And, and Perth is such a small place. Like, we're fairly isolated over here, and everyone that lives here, we always joke that it's so, such a small place that everyone knows everyone. Um, so already with these guys, we've never met them before uh, a month and a half ago, but there's people that they've known their whole lives that we've known, known our, our whole, whole lives. <laughs> so it's, you know, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Right, right. It's always that, that danger of something oh. slipping, but, <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're so close with them now. It's If it happens, it happens. Mm. (laughs) it'll be fun yeah well so one of the things you talked about earlier on too was that you like to to read about everything and research everything heavily well one of the last questions we like to ask people is what are some of the resources you found useful when you guys were starting to research this and figure out your you know besides our podcast well yeah besides our (laughs) podcast and and some of the other guys, ones. You guys started too late for us. We'd, we'd already learned most of our stuff. We're always late oh, to yeah. the party. Yeah. But we're uh, usually fun once we get the there. The good thing. so We, we're, we add to it. So yeah. we, <laughs> we started with um, C&D from Swinging Down Under. Uh, and that was purely because we Googled swinging, I think. Mm-hmm. And Jay found it. The first thing that came up in Australia was Swinging Down Under. So... We found that and listened to the first podcast and the way that they talked about everything got us really interested and the first few podcasts was going through their very initial stages of getting into swinging, which is perfect for us. So we listened as a couple and I thought every time they'd say something, we'd kind of stop the podcast and we'd start talking about that issue and that helped us immensely to get through all the beginning stages and then once we, we kind of made a rule that we only listened to those guys together because that's what we've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went off and started listening to whatever other podcasts I could find. So we've also gone through The Curious Couple, 
TNA, and they were really, really good. I've gone through all of those. I think you're still working your way through. Still working my way through. Um, and then finally got onto We Got a Thing, which I mentioned before, and they are they almost seem like the Yoda podcasters for everything. Like a lot of people refer to them. But going through their podcast, they go through a lot of the emotional side, things that we found really, really useful. And even now, we, we did a podcast the other day on jealousy. And then the next day, I was listening to one of theirs that was, I'm only halfway through or something. And that was bang on exactly what I was saying in my podcast was basically what they were saying. So I find that I'm on the same kind of level as them in terms of how we think and how we right. receive everything. Yeah. But one of the one of the big resources that we used when we first started talking about jealousy and how Jay felt about everything was The Ethical Slut. It's a, um, a book. So we, we downloaded the ebook and started reading through that. And I think that got us over those initial jealousy stages. Yeah, because, we again, we were reading it together so we could we'd read a certain paragraph and if we both kind of looked up at each other at a certain point, then we could have that conversation then and there. Um, and then it does have little activities in it as well. Um, if you need that, we're only halfway through and we kind of stopped, stopped reading because I think we felt yeah. like we were at a good point. We, we'll get back into it eventually when we have some time, but that was a real, a really good one for us. And that's more triggered towards polyamory and that kind of thing. But the jealousy factor in it is, is very, um, very informative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all relatable. Yeah. We've um, had a lot of people recommend that book. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it is very, very much geared towards polyamory, but you can take whatever message you want yeah. from it. And I think that when you're going back to that polyamory question about us, I think that kind of cemented for us that that's not what we were looking for because we got more of an understanding of what that relationship's like. But, yeah, we – I mean, I'm. there's not enough hours in the day to go through all the podcasts we want to listen to because we kind of – we listen to C and D, and we listen to the curious couple. And then I started on we got a thing, and I kind of broached the subject about us starting one. And I said, "Could we start one? Could we record this?" And Jay was like, "Why? Why? Why, why do we need to do that?" And I just I like talking about it. I find it extremely interesting. The growth that we've had has made me extremely interested in it. From where we were, mm-hmm. say four months ago. We've yeah. had such a noticeable difference in our relationship that I thought, well, I want to talk about this. It's in, it's exciting. It's interesting. Um, so and I was saying before we started talking to you guys that you seem to have a lot more thought put into yours than we do <laughs> <laughs> and planned everything really well. And I just went, I think it took me two days and I asked C&D for some help and advice and then just started a just pretty it. basic website and then just got a microphone and started talking really and that was it so we don't really have any direction we just kind of talk about whatever we feel like at the time and whatever comes up and the the response we've gotten is very positive so yeah well I think the the thing that sets you guys apart a little bit is that you started podcasting right at the start of your journey so you're just kind of taking it as it comes whereas a lot of the other ones, and not, not that there's anything wrong with it, have they've been doing it for three or four years, and their plan was to go back and systematically work through their journey, where you guys get to work through your journey as it happens, which yeah. I think is a really neat way to approach it. So, yeah. 
it makes it really raw, I think, because yeah. we yeah, we deal through the emotions as we're going. So yeah, and that's that was a big hurdle in the first the very first time we tried to record. Halfway through, we had to stop because I brought up some issues that we had in the first few play sessions we had with Jay's friend, and we had talked about that. We discussed it. We'd gotten over it, and I. I don't want to hold anything back in the podcast because I want people to learn from it if they're listening. Right. So I brought it up thinking that that was okay and Jay got a bit upset about it. So we had to stop and I've since gone back over that with one of our friends uh, on the podcast to try and, and break that up. But now I can bring stuff up with Jay and it might be tough to go through but we still get through it on the podcast. Yeah, I don't need to walk away anymore. It's just It's just the growth my emotions I suppose yeah yeah at the the first podcast I just I didn't know how to deal with that um I thought I was over it and then reliving it was a different story so yeah but now you know I might go a bit quiet but I can still sit there and and process it again without having to get emotional or anything like that yeah yeah it's it's a learning curve, right? That's, you got to yeah. work through it. So I think we, um, what you were saying before about us starting as soon as we got into the lifestyle, I think that's what I like about it because we, some of the stuff we've heard in some podcasts, they, especially on the, the jealousy front, they go through it from a third person point of view a couple of years in the future, um, which can be quite tough to go back and revisit exactly how you're feeling and how that affected you. Mm-hmm. And I feel that if we do it straight away, and it is probably a little bit more painful for for Jay to have to sit there and go through that with me um, when it's affected her negatively in the past, well, like a few days right. before or a week before. Yeah. But I don't – I want people to experience that. I don't want it to seem like this – Fairyland that there's no problems and yeah we don't want to sh- we don't want to sugarcoat it yeah, yeah. yeah. in yeah. any way it's, yeah. it's tough it's it is really tough but it's um, so worth it but yeah you you grow so much from the experience and yeah I I don't want to I don't want to hold any of that back anymore like you right. need to feel pain to 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 grow so yeah mm. well I think that's what part of what we're doing this podcast too we don't want to sugarcoat stuff either we want people to be able to tell their their stories and and what you know the good the bad and the ugly all of it um yeah so that yeah so because that's the truth that's what people can relate to more yeah yeah and i don't i don't think i've really come across any podcasts that do sugarcoat it no so far they still go through the bad stuff. Yeah. so for any of our listeners who haven't heard of you guys before where where would they go to find you and and you guys have, what, about 10, 11 episodes out right now? Uh, I think we just dropped number nine. Yeah. So we've got some ideas for 10, possibly 11, but we're just, we have to wait for things to happen before we can talk about them. Um, yeah. But we've, so we're Swinging Out West, all one word. We've got a website, swingingoutwest.com. We're on Twitter at, at swingingoutwest. Mm-hmm. And everything else is the same. So swingingoutwest at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, we're on all of the podcasts, so iTunes yeah. and Stitcher, Podbean and whichever else. And for any of our American listeners who are confused that people from out west <laughs> don't talk like you, you're out west in Australia, right? <laughs> we, did, we did have that when we first started it. They were like, so where, where do you live? And I said Perth. And they were like, 
that in where Utah? is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're in Western Australia. So very yeah. cool. One of the, one of the most isolated capital cities in the world. Yes. Perth. Yeah. World Perth. Out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Not enough people come here. <laughs> Except for the people you play with. Why? Why? People don't come here. <laughs> and, and on that and on that note, we should probably stop talking. Sometimes. <laughs> That's great. Well done. Well, well, thank you guys for taking some time to chat with us and sharing everything, and we appreciate it. Yeah. Is there anything just before we end? Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you didn't we didn't cover? No, I don't I think, think so. so. No. But we wanted to say thank you guys for having us on. Yeah. Hey, it's our pleasure. We yeah. love to to you guys and yeah, to be on here is yeah. really, really great. Yeah, thank you. Cool. And it's the first time we podcasted in bed, so. Yay! With no pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pants. No, no pants. pants. <laughs> it's going to be a thing now. It's going to be a thing. Excellent. Well, it's not the first time we podcast from lawn chairs, so <laughs> we, keep it, we keep it real classy <laughs> on our end. <laughs> we are adapting <laughs> to our current situations. <laughs> so, how you uh, doing? Well, all right, guys. Well, you have a great night and keep in touch, and we will chat soon. Yeah. Thanks again, Bye, guys. Thanks for having us. Hello again. <laughs> That's exciting. I thought so. Hope everyone enjoyed the interview with Swinging Out West. We had a blast talking to them as always. Yeah, it was really awesome meeting some other podcasters and ones from around the world. Gives us another place to sleep if we ever find ourselves (laughs) in Australia. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Um, We, yeah, we won't won't talk too much here because we really have nothing else to say other than next week we've got an exciting interview with a gentleman from the South named Vaughn. We talk about polyamory, Uh, conservative upbringings in the South, race, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's a really awesome interview, and we're super excited to be talking to him in a week. And uh, Quick reminder, you can find us on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from everyone. Everyone. (laughs) I think that's it. All righty. Bye.